Hi everyone and welcome back to the next episode of the Hope Scale podcast. So today we are going to be turning the tables onto Elliot and I'm going to be the one asking him all the questions. So just a little introduction about myself. I'm Lauren Marsden and I look after all marketing and many other things for Hope Scale. So yeah, let's get started. Welcome to your own podcast, Elliot. Well, thank you very much and thank you for having me on. <laughs> no problem. So just starting off then with a little introduction about yourself. Yeah, for sure. If anybody's not watched the Hubscale podcast or anything like that before, my name is Elliot White and the founder of Hubscale. We're a go-to-market and leadership search firm specifically for cybersecurity. We do everything all over the world from Japan, ABJ, EMEA into the US, and we're trying to build a different business in terms of recruitment side. So it's been an interesting journey so far, and I'm really excited to, to dive into the detail today. Perfect. So what actually made you want to start your own firm then? Um, so it's been an interesting journey. So I've been in recruitment for, for quite a few years now. Um, I've always wanted to set up my own business. And if you look at recruitment in general, it seems to be everybody's kind of doing the same thing. The model has been the same for a very long period of time. There's not a lot of innovation. Now, I'm not saying that HubScale is going to completely change the way recruitment is because it's not, but we are going to slightly tilt it in a, in a different direction. Um, I'm sure we're going to run through this in a lot of detail today, but I think the businesses and the way businesses set up already with customer success, SDR, and, and building a business like a, a software vendor and like a sales team, I think it's going to be a really interesting journey for sure. So the reason why I initially started was kind of to, to implement some of my ideas where I felt like I couldn't implement them in another business because Sometimes you get trapped in what everybody else wants you to do. You've got targets to hit. You've got this to hit. And it's all about kind of, for me, it's all about driving something a little bit unique and a little bit different. So that's the reason why I started. Yeah. Yeah. And how did you feel when you left your last company? Yeah, so Strive. Uh, Strive, don't get me wrong, Strive's an amazing company. Um, I kind of testament all the success that we've had and everything even at Strative to some of the leaders there like Ed and, and Tom Hall and everybody along those lines as well. And obviously a lot more people from the very beginning of the business. It was it was an awesome time and leaving a company where I, I left a lot on the table um, and kind of a future career there and already built up a team and we was literally the first person in cybersecurity at Strative. So it was hard to leave, but I think leaving that company was the best decision I ever had because I don't think I would have been right for Strive as they moved for the next level as well. And I think um, once you get into that zone of finding exactly what you want in your life and your career doesn't match up with that, especially with the company that you're at, I think it's always time to leave. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't 100%. Like It wasn't like a 100% decision, let's go do this. It was more a 90% after a lot of conversations I had. I mean, if you watch Stephen Bartlett or anything like along those lines, only have to be 51%. And if you're 51%, then go and do it because you're going to be trapped in this life that somewhat doesn't seem like the one you want to be living. So how did you find the transition from being around those people in an office all day to going to being on your own with no one <laughs> yeah, That is hard. Um, and I'm sure we're going to get through that as well. If, if anybody who knows me, um, I like being around people. I'm a people person. And going from sitting in an office with everybody around you, vibing off everybody to, to sat on your own, trying to build a business with nobody. Um, obviously, we bootstrapped the company. We had no investors. And it was kind of just me sat there on my own trying to trying to build a business. It was it was hard. It was hard work. And 
I think looking back at things, I'd, I'd probably have done things a little bit differently at the start. Um, but then you don't get to where you get to uh, without making mistakes or or kind of riding through that wave as well. So yeah, it was definitely an interesting journey for sure. But talk us through the journey of starting Hubscale. Yeah, for sure. So starting Hubscale was was always an interesting one. Obviously, I've never built a, a business before. I've built businesses in businesses, but never on my own. And even the finding of the name, that was the hardest part. <laughs> it took me about three weeks of writing names on a piece of paper every single day to finally come up with Hubscale. There were some crazy names in there. I probably won't even mention some of them on here. <laughs> um, but effectively, it was it was all about going out there and starting it from the very beginning. Um, I, I left my business on a really good note. I didn't want to do anything, obviously, where to non-compete and things like that as well. But it was all about driving the mission of Hubscale. So it was a very difficult time, obviously, moving from the UK with all my friends, family, leaving everybody behind except my partner who, who came with me and joined uh, joined me on the journey. So looking back at it then, um, anybody who was with me then will always be with me for the rest of my life, in my opinion. Um, because that was one of the toughest points of my own journey. Um, but I always say this as well is be careful who you do trust and be careful who you call a friend because sometimes they are not there for you in your hard times and you need to obviously realize that as well uh, moving forward as well. Moving, moving and setting up a business is hard enough work and that if people aren't there for you during that time, um, then really you need to take that as, as some information for sure. So in that time, it was probably like I said the most difficult time but people were seeing me living in Dubai I was in Mallorca for a little bit and whilst I was probably in the worst part of my entire life everything was going wrong nothing was going my way uh every single part of anything that you could think of went wrong in the first two three months as well so I was putting a huge amount of pressure on myself to be successful and I was looking at people online who were doing better than me or or what it seemed to be better than me at the time and I was looking back and, and taking it all in, but now looking back at that, I was thinking, oh, what an idiot looking back at how I was. But in the time and in the moment, it was so hard to get out of this rut that I'd find myself in. And it was literally the most difficult point of my life as well. I, I even had my my mum come and visit me in Mallorca. And she was she she actually said to me that it was visible, I was visibly different, different to then I was on, on a normal day and how I have been all my entire life. Um, you know me, I'm bubbly, I'm uh, the people person, but back when she came over, I wasn't even speaking to my mum properly or anything along those lines. So looking back, I was probably at the, the closest point to depression I probably have been um, because I had all this weight on my shoulders. Um, but it was a pretty interesting journey to to get through that point and, and to where we are today over the past five months right now. It's been it's been a pretty pretty crazy journey for sure. Yeah, I can imagine it's quite hard to find the balance between switching off and having that time where you're out of work, when you have that much pressure on yourself to be working 14-hour days like <laughs> you were in your last company as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so how did you manage to get through them hard journeys then? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I, think I mean, there was one point I nearly gave up. Um, there was one point, like I said, looking at social media and seeing this this highlight of what everybody else is doing in their lives and careers and me comparing myself to other people. And I think it was just a point of, I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know how I didn't give up, but it was the point where things started to to get to the next point and get that next, uh, that kind of influence on, on the business as well. So a big part of that for me was building the brand. Um, a big part of that was speaking to the right people, speaking to mentors who I, I value their opinion very, very well. 
um, and driving through that little point of my life. I mean, I, I even had a friend, uh, Tom, come over and visit me in Mallorca. Um, and I'll always say this to him, and I'm very appre- appreciative for him coming over because it was kind of a a clinical point of me turning from the way I was doing things into the way I'm doing things today. So I'll always be grateful for people like that in my life as well. So they're, they're the kind of the motions about not giving up, speaking to the right people, um, and just kind of pushing through that boundary because when you feel like giving up, you're genuinely so close to getting to where you need to be. And it's just that little bit of energy, a little bit of extra help and motivation that you need to get through that. And don't do things on your own as well. I was putting so much pressure on myself to get this done by myself and not for the first two months, I wasn't even speaking to anybody except candidates and clients to the market. Um, so it's all about putting um, that external pressure. Don't put too much on yourself. Speak to everybody. Dig deep when you need to as well, because when things are going right, double down on things. When things are going wrong, you need to double down and assess what's going wrong. Speak to people, figure out exactly what is going wrong, and then switch and make an action on the on the other side of it as well. You did actually just touch on it on the last point, but what advice would you give someone starting their own business in a bit more detail? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And I think there's, there's a few points that we can, that we can run through, but number one, as I've already talked about is don't put too much pressure on yourself, especially in the early months, because you only need to do one job in them early months and that's create revenue. Um, and that's that's all you should really be focused on. And um, I was trying to do way too much, way too soon. Um, and again, putting so much pressure on myself as well. So number one, don't put too much pressure on yourself. And um, number two is build your brand. Like for me, I, I know my post might on LinkedIn might be a bit too much sometimes or but I'm at the top of everybody's newsfeed every day. Um, and at least it's reminding people that I'm there. Um, when you start a business, nobody knows who you are. Nobody knows who you are. Nobody really cares either. You get a few people who care, but that's that's the that's a lucky few. But you've got to put yourself out there. I mean, we've created a podcast. We're posting every single day on LinkedIn. We're creating some value for customers. We're doing everything we can as well. So number two is get yourself out there and build your brand. Number three, goals in pen, plans in pencil. Set your big goals, what you want to achieve by this day, or set your, what you want to achieve by a certain date or whatever it is but things will change. The amount of times in the past seven months since starting the scale, we've gone from one way to the other way to, to the next step or whatever it is. You have to set your goals in pen, but you're planning pencil because things will always change. Uh, trust me on that one. And then number four is be completely customer obsessed. Over deliver on absolutely everything. Like you're starting a business at the end of the day and you need, it's, this is a part of your brand as well. Your, your delivery needs to be on point. You need to do everything you can to support your customers and the candidates that you're working with, especially in recruitment, the candidate side, the client side, uh, when you're recruiting for HubScale or the company that you're working with, you have to do everything way better than, than most of your competitors. And, and this is hard because I, I, I compete against the likes of the biggest companies in recruitment because we do executive search for cybersecurity. So we're competing with the biggest companies in, in the market, but we sometimes win, we sometimes don't win. Of course, that's the nature of nature of sales, but it's all about kind of building that real trust within the market and your brand will help with that you're over delivering people will see the amount of effort you put into things and and if you can actually deliver as well as putting the, the all the fancy marketing side with it as well then things will will typically go your way um and don't just follow what everybody else is doing i say that because nine times out of ten recruitment businesses in, in our field as well they just go in they create the same model they do the same things and then eventually they get to a point where they can't grow anymore 
And for me, it was all about the reason why I left Strata was about initiating some of the ideas that I had. And if I just went in to do the exact same as every other business, then then you're not going to win because there's other companies who are better than you at that, who have got a lot better track record. So it's about how can you differentiate yourself in the market? Um, so as you may have seen, we're, we're building it slightly different. We've got customer success. We've got SDRs. The first SDR recruitment, I think. I don't I don't really know. Um, but it's all about building this model that is going to be kind of replicating a security vendor or a vendor or a tech vendor or, or whatever it is. Because the ideas that we've got later down the line of, of having people come on as non-exec directors who are heavily involved in the business from the industry, um, we've got communities that we're building on both sides. Um, we're looking for actually two hires right now. So a go-to-market head and, and a technical head as well who's going to head up two pillars of the division that we're, that we're looking to build. So there's so many things that you can do in the market and don't just look at another company and go, I'm going to replicate that and be that company because you will never win. It's all about really differentiating yourself in the market. So that yeah, they're, they're, they're the top ones I'd say. And uh, another one is be careful who you trust in this world. Um, people nine times out of 10 only want something from you, um, not the other way around. So be very careful who you trust, especially going to business with. Um, so it's all about kind of partnerships and, and what what can you do for each other to help each other out? And don't just do things for, for the sake of doing things because it might look good for the business. You always have to dive into the detail of a lot of things as well yeah hopefully that was enough <laughs> yeah, yeah it was and you kind of touched on my next question as well but um so like where do you plan to take Hubscale? I know you said obviously your next steps of who you're looking to hire but where do you see yourself in five years five years is a is a, is a long shot for sure but Hubscale for me is um about building a platform where number one everybody can succeed if you look at recruitment in general, I saw a post the other day, which was, which was pretty funny, but it hit home about they have these crazy expectations of people earning so much money in recruitment or whatever it is, even in sales. And then when the reality hits, they don't earn that money. They're, they're stressed out of their mind. They don't have that freedom or flexibility to do what they want in their life. Now, with Hubscale, it's about building that platform for everybody to succeed. We're going to have training from external people. We're going to have coaches come in and, and teach all these people and teach all the employees about what they can do with, with their actual life and how do they replicate their personal goals into their into their actual um, careers as well. So all of that will be kind of mapped out. And then for the plan for the future, like I said, we're, we're going to be building a, a technical team, a go-to-market team, a leadership team all around the world. Um, so we started off right now, we're in Dubai and the UK. Um, hopefully by the end of next year, we'll be in the US as well. So we're going to be building our platform and our, our people to be completely customer obsessed, over deliver on absolutely everything, and then get us to the point where we're in multiple locations all over the world, US being the next location from the UK. Yeah, because even when I joined, I was shocked to see how fast the growth was. So have you always been this confident in your personal life and your work life, or is it something you've developed throughout the years? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I think confidence is something that is built over time. Um, and because I've done recruitment and done okay in it, uh, I guess that confidence get built from a success that you've had as well. And I think always, always in my personal life, I've been trying to 
just really drive for the best of what I can do. I mean, even university, when I was doing my dissertation, I had, I was working two jobs, well, three at one point um, as well. So it was all about building that. I think back then I didn't know it, but it was building that resilience and building that confidence. And I can do anything that I actually genuinely set my mind to. And I think that's really played a big part in, in the past few years, especially within recruitment as well. So I think confidence is something that you can definitely learn um, and improve on, for 100% improve on. But I think it's just about... How many times have you failed? How many times have you learned from your mistakes? And how many times have you actually implemented them learnings into uh, the rest of your life? And I think that's where you build up confidence. And for example, in my first recruitment job, um, I was a top performer, but then I landed in Strativ. And for the first few months, it was horrible because I went into a brand new industry and I didn't know anything about the situation. And it was so hard to get that confidence back up that it knocked me back, like genuinely knocked me back to, to crazy amounts. Again, similar with, with whole scale. Um, and then everything started going uh, really well. And of course, the, the team and, and uh, myself did very well last year. And then obviously when moved into hub scale, my confidence got knocked again. So I've had really few, a few big kickbacks in, in my confidence. Um, but I always say that if that's happened to you multiple times in your life and you come back from the other side for adversity and, and whatever else, then that's only going to build your, your confidence as well. So I just I just want to put in there. So I know you said through university you had three jobs and like you clearly had good work ethic throughout your younger years as well. Uh, I'm not saying you're not young now, by the way. <laughs> and um, so do you think that was installed in your brain already that you had very strong work ethic and confidence i think that had a, a really big impact in in the situation with hubscale and even my my previous businesses straight coming out of university i think when even from the podcast that we've had as well right now everybody always says it's not about the kind of experience that they've had it's about their what have they done in the past like have, have they have they worked in university or did they have everything handed to them and um, because they're going to be the best people who are going to drive out there and, and kind of want to kind of go and prove something in the world I think I think once you've had that real mentality to go out there and, and grind and work and and even even if in fact that it might not have been for a lot of money but you see the kind of the benefits that that's instilled in somebody from that kind of background as well so yeah I think that really helped me through for this time as well but like I said this is it's happened a couple of times in my career where I've kind of been knocked back um, and it's all about how can you get through the hard times and like I said before it's about learning through the hard times and actually implementing what you've learned into the next because if you fail and you learn but you don't implement what you've learned you're not actually learning um, so it's about taking all that on for sure. Have you implemented anything in your life that has actually helped boost your confidence so like have you done any self-development or put anything in your routine that could help really drive anyone else's confidence as well yeah for sure I think the uh the most important thing is to dig deep on that self-development aspect because if you're again we go back to that learning part of of anybody and um, if you're just going through a day-to-day motions and doing your job and that's it then that's great but you're never going to reach the heights that you want to um, and don't get me wrong I'm not the most perfect get up at 6 a.m read a book half half the day whatever that it doesn't really work for me and um, I do have a routine and it's basically just get up at the same time I try and read at least uh, throughout the day or whatever it may be but just it's all about finding these books and finding these mentors or people you can speak to about how to get to that next level as well and it's all about building that confidence because if you can build the confidence in areas that it seems like it's just easy to do, then that is a form of confidence. Even reading books like The Qualified Sales Leader, $100 million offers, 
Um, you've got Think and Grow Rich. You've got How to Win Friends and Influence People. You've got all these books that genuinely will change your life as well. Rich Dad Poor Dad's a, another really good one about uh, kind of managing your investments. And it's all about kind of really defining who you are or want to be as a person. And um, don't just put time and effort into somebody else's paycheck, put time and effort into your own life and your own personal life, your own personal goals. What do you want to achieve? Because once you figure that out, you can read books, you can learn, you can do courses, you can speak to people, mentors, everything in the industry. Um, and then that'll help you get to that place a lot quicker than trying to do things on your own because Watching a couple of YouTubes on the night and not really taking any notes is not necessarily self-development, but it's all about, again, how can you learn something? How can you implement it? And what's going to help you out in the future as well? So wrapping it up there today, thank you so much, Elliot, for coming on your own podcast. I hope everyone that's watched it has really enjoyed it. And we just want to say from Hubscale as well, a big thank you to all the likes and comments and views of everyone that has watched the podcast we do appreciate every single one of them and if you do ever think of anyone in the future that you'd like to see on here please let us know so we can get something into place awesome thank you very much Lauren.